We've got Dan Rumsey here from the Australian Reptile Park with Gizmo the Koala this morning. Nice to see you both. Gizmo particularly. <laughs> very, very cute there. Uh, Dan, there's so many of our native animals, particularly koalas, have just had their habitat torched in, in the last couple of weeks. Um, if people come across wounded wildlife, uh, what can they do to help? Yeah, well, obviously it can be quite difficult at times, particularly for an injured or sick animal. Obviously, if you approach one of these animals, they're, they're wild. They're going to be scared enough as it is. So the best thing to do if you do see an injured or uh, particularly a wild animal, I would contact your local wildlife rescue group, whether that's wise, um, and allow a professional to deal with that kind of situation. Obviously, use common sense. There's a big difference between maybe catching a kookaburra and putting that in the box and taking it to the vet as opposed to something like an eastern brown snake, which should only be done by professionals. Um, but, yeah, just do your bit. Keep an eye on the animal. If you can, maybe provide it some water. I saw a video yesterday of a koala drinking from a water bottle. You can imagine how dehydrated these animals are. So just do our little bit and hopefully help the, um, uh, the wildlife groups as they work really hard. They're inundated with uh, rescues at the moment. And it's going to be a really long rehabilitation. G'day, guys, and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. get into it guys welcome to this episode of aussie english the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to level up their english through the lens of well through an aussie lens i guess right through the lens of australian english so as you can probably tell by my accent i'm an australian as you can probably tell by the name of the podcast this is based on australian english but Anyone anywhere can use this to level up their English. Anyway, guys, welcome to this episode of Aussie English. If you want the transcripts for all of these podcast episodes and the downloads, make sure that you go to aussieenglish.com.au and sign up for the podcast membership, the special premium podcast membership where you can use the player online on your phone and you can download everything direct to whatever device you want. If you want access to all of my bonus courses that I create for these expression episodes, the Australian Culture and History course, the Natural Dialogues course, and the English Conversations course, these are all within the Academy. So, I highly recommend, guys, that you sign up for the Aussie English Academy. Just go to aussieenglish.com.au forward slash academy. And not only that, guys, make sure that you join so that you can go to the three times weekly 30-minute speaking calls with teacher Renata. Now, you may think there are a lot of people in the academy leveling up their English, but these classes with Renata tend to only have between five and eight people in them, all practicing their English, talking about different topics every single week. So, it's a great way of working in a small group with an Australian English teacher so that you can improve your English three times a week. So, that's one and a half hours worth of speaking calls about three different topics and you get to also meet other English learners. Anyway, guys, spiel aside, 
Welcome to this episode. Now, this week in the news, I'm sure you guys have seen the bushfires are still taking place here in Australia, although they have been quelled a little bit. I think they've died down. They've been put out by our amazing fireys, our firefighters all over the country. They were working tirelessly, some of them doing things like, I think, 12, 18, even 24-hour shifts because there was so much work to be done trying to put out these fires. So, at the start there, I wanted to show you a little bit about what's happening with Australian wildlife. There have been a lot of videos going around about especially koalas and how they have suffered as a result of these fires. So, that was a short clip from Channel 9 News and they were talking about the toll on the Australian wildlife. If you want to check out the full video, guys, make sure that you download this transcript and you'll be able to go check that out on YouTube. Now, before we get into it too, I'll let you know that the fact will be about Australian wildlife and reacting to these bushfires, as well as how Australian Aboriginals used fire for millennia uh, in order to manage the land. Okay, so we're going to be diving into that and a little bit about the political turmoil, the mudslinging that's been going on with all of these different politicians and political parties playing the blame game with one another because of these bushfires. You know, the Greens saying it's climate change and we need to act and it's the Liberals' policies that suck. And, you know, the, the Liberals saying, oh, it's the Greens that are to blame, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, guys, as usual, I love telling you a joke before we get into today's expression, okay? So, this time, it's not a question and answer joke. You know, it's not one of those, what do you call a blah, 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 and then I tell you the answer. This time, it's four lines, but yeah, I hope you get it. It's about a platypus, right? Platypus is that Australian animal that has, you know, it's in the water, it lives in rivers, it's got a bill like a duck, it's got fur like a little otter. And it's got these little hands like a turtle, right? These little swimming fins, paddles, (laughs) webbed feet, I guess. That's probably what I'm looking for, webbed feet. All right, so here's the joke, guys. Here's the joke. The platypus went into a bar and he bought two sodas. That'll be $2.50, please, said the bartender. Oh, just put it on my bill, said the platypus. (laughs) You get it, guys? You get it? (laughs) Just put it on my bill, said the platypus, right? So, a bill is a printed or written statement of the money that you owe for goods or services, right? So, if you you, uh, buy some things at a pub or something, they give you the bill, right? They'll tell you, this is how much you have to pay for those drinks, the food, whatever it is. But a bill can also be the beak of a bird, right? So, an albatross has a bill, a seagull has a bill, a- what else has a bill? A duck has a bill, right? But we also use it for the muzzle of a platypus. So, while a platypus is not a bird, because it looks like a duck's bill, we refer to its muzzle, the front of its face, as a bill. And the coolest thing, guys, the coolest thing about platypi- I think that's the plural, platypuses, platypi. The coolest thing about them is they actually have these really, really sensitive cells in their bill that they use for electrolocation. So, when they're diving under the water and looking for their prey, if you ever see a video of a platypus doing this, 
its eyes are closed and it's actually moving its head from side to side. So, it's kind of like a shark in that sense where you know how sharks can feel electro, uh, I guess they're electric um, pulses from muscles, right? So, the muscles in fish or say if you're watching Jaws, the movie, dun, 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 and you're the person swimming, sharks can sense that. Platypi and actually echidnas as well, both have very sensitive bills um, that they can use to sense their prey and capture them with their eyes closed. So, there you go. Bit of a bonus Aussie fact today. Pretty cool stuff. So, today's expression is to have what it takes. To have what it takes. This is from Julia, who suggested this in the Aussie English Facebook group, guys. If you're not in there yet, make sure that you go to Facebook, type in Aussie English, and you can join that group. This is where we do lots of discussions about things going on in Australia. I like people to talk about themselves, why they're learning Australian English, but also I share a lot of Australian news stories, current affairs, things like that, so people can stay up to date and also chat about these things. So, get on Facebook, search Aussie English, and join that group. So, the expression, have what it takes, to have what it takes. Do you guys have what it takes? Do you have what it takes? Even though all the words in this expression are relatively easy, right? You've got have, which is to possess something. You've got the word what. This is a pronoun, you know, the thing or things um, that, you know, something, something, something. So, it's used in specifying something. What do you want? Is that what I thought it was? We have the word it, another pronoun used to refer to anything that's been mentioned. Um, and the verb take which is, in this sense, to require. So, do you have what it takes? Do you have what it requires to achieve something, right? So, if you have what it takes, it is that you have the qualities or character needed to be successful, required to be successful, right? To have what it takes, to have the qualities or the character needed to be successful. So, for instance, I hope you guys have what it takes to learn English to fluency. So, let's go through some examples, guys, of how I would use the expression to have what it takes. So, one example could be that before Noah was born, I was thinking, you know, being a dad's going to be incredibly easy. You know, I'm a nice person. I'm a funny person. I don't hate children. I kind of like hanging out with kids and, you know, being silly. So, I thought I would be a really good father, right? It'll be a piece of cake. When my son's born, it's going to be easy. And then what actually happened when he was born is that I realized, I suddenly realized how hard things were going to be, right? He was crying all night. Uh, there was lots of lack of sleep. We didn't get to do what we wanted anymore. You know, the baby had to come first. So, when the penny dropped, I realized things weren't going to be a piece of cake. They weren't going to be as easy as I had hoped. So, I thought, though, I hope I have what it takes to be a good father. You know, I hope I have what it takes to be the father that Noah deserves. I hope I have the qualities or the character needed to be successful, to be a good father. 
So, this might be the same for you guys in learning English, right? So, your goal is to learn English to a very high level. You want to be fluent in English or maybe even beyond fluent. You want to become incredibly proficient in English so you can get a job, so you can migrate to Australia, so that you can, you know, be successful and achieve your dreams. So, ultimately, though, you might realize that things are incredibly difficult when you get to those upper levels in learning a language, right? It doesn't necessarily get easier the further you go. You still have to keep pushing, you have to keep trying to improve, you have to keep learning. So, hopefully, you guys have what it takes. I hope that all of you guys have what it takes to get to the level that you deserve in English. I hope you have the qualities and the character to be successful. And the third example here is imagine you're trying to get the job of your dreams. So, you've been at uni, you've been studying for years, you finally graduate, you know, you're at the top of your class, you got ducks, you are brilliant. But when you come out into the real world and you start applying for jobs, you realize how much of a dog-eat-dog world it is out there, how tough it is to try and land the job of your dreams. So, ultimately, when you start applying for these jobs, you hope you have what it takes to get that job, right? Every time you submit an application, you hope you have what it takes to get to the interview stage. And then when you go to the interview, you hope you have what it takes to progress further and then be offered the job, right? You hope you have the qualities and the character needed to be successful. So, there you go, guys. Hopefully, now you understand the expression to have what it takes. It means to have the qualities or character needed to be successful, required to be successful, to have what it takes. So, as usual, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise here, guys, where I will go through the phrase to have what it takes. We'll sort of build this out like a word pyramid, one word at a time, adding to it. And then we'll go through the sentence, do I have what it takes? Do you have what it takes, etc. So, pay attention to things like connected speech, intonation and rhythm when you're repeating after me, guys. And if you don't want to practice your Australian accent, that is cool. But if you do, try and pay attention, particular attention to my pronunciation, okay? So, listen and repeat after me, guys. Let's go. To, to have, to have what, to have what it, to have what it takes, to have what it takes, to have what it takes. To have what it takes. To have what it takes. Good job, guys. There is some interesting stuff going on there. As usual, to, to have, to have, to have. You'll notice it gets, it gets reduced. Instead of to, it is to. That schwa sound, to have, to have. With the word what, if I say that with nothing after it, what, what, I can mute the T. So, I can unrelease the T. I can leave that T unreleased so that instead of what, you hear what, what. However, when what is followed by it, the word it, right? Again, if you release the T, it. If you don't release the T, it. 
The word what, the T at the end there becomes a T flap. What it, what it, what it. And lastly, with the word it and then the word takes, because there's two T's there next to one another, we have a sort of slight delay between the pronunciation of the T. So, you'll hear it takes, it takes, to have what it takes, to have what it takes, to have what it takes. There you go. There's the rhythm as well. All right, so now let's go through the phrase, do I have what it takes? And I'll conjugate through each of the different pronouns. Let's go. Do I have what it takes? Do you have what it takes? Does she have what it takes? Does he have what it takes? Do we have what it takes? Do they have what it takes? Does it have what it takes? Good job there. One thing that I'll tell you about that section, I think the rest of it, right, you guys will have just heard me explain when I was talking about to have what it takes, because you've got have what it takes at the end of all of those. But when you hear things like do I, do you, does she, does he, do we, do they, does it, how do you hear the word do and does being pronounced? Is it do or is it de? Is it does or is it does? Again, because these are auxiliary verbs, we can just say them very quickly, reducing them and just pronouncing the schwa sound. So, you'll hear instead of do I have what it takes, you'll hear do I, do I, do I, do I, do you, do you. This will happen really quickly when speaking incredibly fast. And I go through all of this in my course, the Spoken English course, which you can get on aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses, guys. If you want to learn how to do these sorts of contractions in spoken English with reductions, everything like that, so you sound much more natural, you get your head around the schwa and things like rhythm, I definitely recommend that you check out that course. Anyway, guys, this has been a bit of a long episode. I hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the next one where we're going to be talking about bushfires in Australia. We're going to be talking about the effect on flora and fauna. And we're going to be talking about Aboriginal traditional burnings and what's been going on recently with the mudslinging between all the different political parties. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at 
www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. Oh, <laughs> my